0: You are listening to the Satellite Sisters recap of the CBS drama Madam Secretary. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Julie, this was a fun, fun episode. Bess was in full action.
1: She was just getting stuff done, wasn't she? She was going high. She was going low, Leanne, too, sometimes. And we'll talk about it. She had had things... She was buffeted on all sides, Leanne. but I, I liked it. I liked it. You know what I liked? I liked,
0: I think I said this last week, I wanted to see more of the side players. I like when she's centered at the State Department. You know, a lot yes. of the work was done in and around the State Department and offices. So we got, you know, we got a lot of Blake, we got a lot of Jay, we got a lot of Matt, we got a lot of everybody. And so that was good. I like seeing the in the State Department scenes. And the only, really, the only foreign country she went to was Cleveland, right? So that... <laughs> Yeah, that was it? <laughs> All right. and then Julie, congratulations! You called it last week. Your prediction that the power jumper would return and that Madam Secretary would really own this fashion style—that happened this week. I mean, she yes, was wearing did. that power jumper
1: almost the whole show, wasn't she? She was, and I was thinking when I was, was saw her in that beautiful sort of off-white power jumper. I said, "You." You can't be, wear, be weigh more than about 95 pounds to be able to pull off a power jumper. Because you, otherwise, you're just going to look like a dumper jumper, <laughs> right? If you weigh any more than 95 pounds, you're in trouble. Just stay away from that look. She's she very not-
0: slender. So she can pull off any look. I mean, she, you think she's a normal person and then you see her in the jumper, You're like, no, no, she's very, very slender. So, I mean, she looks great and she looked great in that jumper, but you're right. It's a cautionary tale. The rest of us would look like we went to, you know, we were in that awkward (laughs) phase at Catholic school, you know, in seventh grade. So (laughs) we just really have to be careful. All right. And I think the big headline for this this week was we all gave thanks that President Dalton was staying out on the campaign trail so that Bess could do her job without any of the blah, 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 blue blazer, blah, blah, blah. That was good. I like that he was out on the trail alone. Or whatever he needed to do, he just was not, he was not around. You just would prefer him not in any scenes. Yes. And that's, and you got that. That was good. I just, I think a touch of the president is fine. That's what I think. I like to see Bess and her team in action more than I like to see the president in action. Although I am confused by Russell seems to do everything. He is the chief of staff. He is running the campaign. He is talking to big donors, which doesn't seem like a chief of staff would do that. Julie, do you have any ethical reading
1: on that or... I, I, am sure he is breaking some election law. Yes, I am sure he is. And Bess came close to breaking her own election laws this week, uh, talking about the NFL and diplomacy. I don't know what she was doing, talking to CBS sportscaster, James Brown. That seemed like, did he win a contest to be in Madam Secretary or something? I I think it was just really a cross promotional stretch by the CBS network. (laughs) I, I thought so too. I was like, what are you doing? The scene did not, didn't really even make sense. Okay. And I think I think conventional wisdom says
0: when NFL ratings are down like they are currently down, yes. uh, that you bring on the Secretary of State. I mean that usually is a huge boost to the football ratings. Don't you find? Uh, yeah, okay. there's a lot there's a lot of crossover. Right. All right. But we had three storylines happening in this week's show. We had Africa, we had antiquities, and we had awful British people. So, uh
1: <laughs> yes indeed.
0: All right. So let's take these one by one. All right, uh, Africa. I I enjoyed the focus on Africa because they were trying to make the larger dramatic point that in America we don't really focus on Africa. You know, if something happens in Europe, all the press coverage happens there. You know, terrible things happen in Africa every day, and it's kind of buried in the pages. That that is not our top of mind diplomatic priority or press priority, and maybe we should start thinking more about Africa. So that was sort of the overlying theme of this whole show, and it started with a bombing in Angola, which is pretty dramatic. That opening scene, you see a very powerful female uh, character running for president. She's whipping up the crowd. Everything looks great, and then a bomb blast goes off and kills 83 and injures this presidential candidate and we find out that she is running against, basically, would you call him a dictator, Julia? It's sort of like a yes, fake I, fake, dic- yeah. fake, democratically elected dictator. What, what's the politically, yes. what's the uh, political I think that, I think
1: that was. I think that would be an accurate description. Yes, a despot of some kind. Yes. He was, he's not really living up to the democratic ideals that the United States hoped he would live up to.
0: So, uh, but yet the United States is tacitly supporting him by not doing anything, not imposing a lot of sanctions. It's a lot of blah, blah, blah. So what happens is that there's also a simultaneous bombing in Rome. We set up this priority, diplomatic priority issue for Bess. And then right away, Bess gets hit with something called a memo of dissent from from within her own Department of State, from the African Bureau. They send, which is essentially like a mean anonymous note, Put in
1: Bess's locker about what a bad job she's doing. Isn't it? I exactly. I mean, the fact that you don't you don't have to sign this dissent memo that uh, that that you know it is anonymous, but it is sort of like the death. It, I mean, it's a really strong thing. And so there's bad publicity about it. I mean, it's like a mutiny, Leigh, a staff mutiny. And, and I wondered whether, the, I mean, the staff felt like um, Bess really wasn't listening to them uh, on this issue. But I feel like Bess listens to everyone. She really, so, she tries. Real. I know, I know she does. She, and she's, you know, she, she has very good values and interests and, you know, she, you know, seems to be a good leader for her staff, but the Bureau of African Affairs, they just decided they'd had enough. And that they needed to take very strong action.
0: Yes, they wanted to send a message about what they called the ongoing indifference of the administration. I mean, but you're right, Julie. Have you noticed Bess knows everyone's first name? Like she sees them and immediately. I mean, there are hundreds of employees, thousands probably at the Department of State. And in comes Susan. And Susan, how are you? Yeah, I mean, she knows everyone's name. She knows everyone's right. name, but that is not good enough. So this does boil over and we have this storyline where Bess now has to confront this despot and he then doubles down on every dirty tactic he had. He jails, he puts the his up uh, he puts his opponent on house arrest, he blocks voting booths. They have only like 12 out he you know eliminates the internet, like turns right. off the internet.
1: Is that possible? I guess so. <laughs> Yes, it is, Lynn. If you won't if you're a, if you're a despot, you can do that. But then yeah. Bess goes low too because she is. They're having some very tense video chatting, and she does go. She mentions the despot's half sister. Remember that? Yeah. that was yeah. pretty good.
0: Yeah, so yeah. that
1: got him stammering. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. She and Susan cook up a plan to really knock him off his guard to sort of hit him where it hurts, and so. But still, it, it's like they're running out of time. To give this woman who's running against them a chance to actually be
1: fairly elected, and boom, light bulb. You know, best, best. She always has that. a light bulb. She always has a solution. She, uh, it's, she figures out a way, Liam. She goes. was like, they should just start putting that graphic overhead. Boom. She's in
0: the meeting and she's like, oh, light bulb. And she goes running out of the room. And it harkens back to sort of a bizarre scene we saw when she was at the football stadium. And this big donor corners her in the corridors of, you know, a football stadium and says, hey, I would like you to meet this tech giant. And then he does 20 minutes about how we'd like to move into Africa, but his companies get taxed too much. And, well, he could steal the airwaves, but he wants to be there legally and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he's kind of a he's kind of he's a, a
1: millennial. I mean, he's not really, a, you know, like he's annoying. I, yeah. I mean, Bess was annoyed when she was talking to him before, but now she sees that this could be the solution to her problem.
0: Right. Right. So she realizes that maybe she shouldn't have rolled her eyes quite so much at the mansplaining tech guy. And so, and she, she calls him a mansplainer, which I enjoyed. Yes, she
1: did, Lee, and I took note of that. She mentioned, she mentioned mansplaining. Yeah. And, uh, and so boom, in like one light bulb moment, Bess
0: connects with the tech guy. She makes a quick deal with him. I mean, I like that she, cooks up all these deals, you know, like right on the spot. She's like, okay, well, here are the four conditions we'll give you if you give us these three things. I mean, she's not wasting any time sending emails back and forth
1: to No, no there are iPad. no emails. That's, no, that's, I mean, she just does it. That's right. There's no bureaucracy. No. No, there's no approval is needed. No. I mean, there's no studies are being done. She just, she has a plan. And she she makes an offer, you know, and then gets the deal signed.
0: And, And what happens is that the people of Angola use, you know, the basically Facebook Live or whatever this guy's app is to show the injustices. They get people out voting. They keep people talking. And lo and behold... The awesome woman wins the election. And I actually thought that was kind of an emotional scene at the end when she won the election. I
1: was like, Yeah, they had oh. they had stayed up. The staff had been up all night waiting for the election results. And they were, they were, they were, you know, they were really joyful. It was it was democracy in action, Leanne. It's a good thing.
0: Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. It really was. and We had a musical montage that featured that and also featured another storyline. I like that. All right, our second storyline Julie was about uh, Black Dog Station and the antiquities. Now,
1: can I can I just say yeah. I am really I really feel that the people at Madam Secretary must be listening to our podcast <laughs> because they have amped up Black Dog Station, Leon. Okay. That is a much higher tech office this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're no longer in some closet at the White House with some file cabinets and a couple of laptops. I mean, they have screens. they They have multiple video conferences, stuff. They've got everything much higher tech. They've got They've got headsets they're wearing, Leon, when they're talking, you know, it's it's all good. I like it. Yeah, and what I obviously Julie because they managed to sort of crack this black
0: market antiquities market in like one commercial break. So <laughs> So three weeks ago, these statues were stolen. They were going underground. They were going to be sold by the terrorist group that they refer to as HS. It's kind of the ISIS terrorist group. And 10 minutes later, Henry and Jose, they have cracked where those statues are. They managed to find, like, the one bad French archaeologist that's dealing directly with HS. Now, just on a personal note, you know, I... We studied classical archaeology, and I love archaeologists, and I wanted to be Indiana Jones. And my first novel features a sexy archaeologist. So when Henry says the words reliquary into the headset like i'm all in I'm, <laughs> this storyline i mean this should be a spinoff show frankly i mean saint augustine oh sing to me henry i just loved it it's like i love that he can just look at a picture and he knows that it's french colonial oh i love it so i, I love this storyline i I would like to, again, see him out in the field. But is they figured out that this bad French archaeologist could be a conduit to some of the leadership of HS. Uh, so they bring her in, they nab her, and then they manage to find in like five or six minutes um, a French agent who is going to pose as this archaeologist and uh-huh. go in and try to work a deal to get in front of the terrorist leadership. The problem is, of course, that she's a woman right? And right. these terrorists, they won't deal with women. They use couriers. They don't want to talk to them. But this agent
1: who looks like Carol Bouquet's daughter, I mean, she's the most beautiful <laughs> agent. She she is very highly attractive. I mean, That's, you need that in in, you know, if you're going to be a French antiquities agent, yeah, you're highly, attra- highly attractive. Highly attractive.
0: I mean, just the cheekbones on that agent, and just the way French women wear their hair. So, she, they they're grilling her, you know. They're testing her. They think she's ready. And as you said, Julie, like they got the headsets now. Yeah, and they I got like, those headsets. Yeah, yeah. I like either. that. The French scenes are in French too, with the subtitles. I just find that effective. I like I like that now. You know, instead of speaking English in a French accent, like most TV shows do. It's good. So, uh, so she goes in and she's coming out and it looks like she's made the deal. She's, she's got Henry in her ear and she's talking back to him like, okay, we're going to set the meat. It's all going well. And then what happens Julie? Oops.
1: I know the Is ominous
0: it- cello music. I mean,
1: <laughs> right. Right. And there's always a Ford econo van, like just right there. And she goes, she gets she gets taken, Leanne. She, she gets, gets taken. taken.
0: Carol Bouquet gets taken, and we don't know what's going to happen. So no. now Henry is – they're going to have to get out of that office. He's going to have to go find his French archaeologist agent. And that's a well, bad scene because why would they not just kill her basically, right?
1: I, I, yeah, I, it's, it doesn't look good for her. And no. then this will be yet another person that will be on Henry's conscience. And I, <laughs> he doesn't have any more room. On his conscience for any more, you know, to take the guilt of another person. You're right. He, I hadn't his, thought about that. Oh, yeah, because he cooked up this idea, right? He put that, you know, that's really not her job. You know, she didn't really know how to do it, and so she took great risk. So, I don't know. It looks, it looks bad.
0: Well, but, I, I but, just hope he keeps saying the word reliquary. Like okay, a I hope for your to sake too, Liam. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, and then our third story, really awful British people. Yes, it was. That's in fact, that was one of the lines. Right. Well, he's just British. Right. That's uh, that's uh, Stevie's major objection to her fiance. Well, he's just British. Right. She she went to Britain. She found out that British people are awful. Right. (laughs) Particularly her future mother in law.
0: Right. She also discovered that Jareth, you know, who's supposed to be a, f- he's a physics, he's, he's getting, he's yeah. doing some you know, serious theoretical, and, f- theoretical physics. physics. Okay. He's a physicist. <laughs> I was going to say physician, but that is not what people who practice physics are called. He's a theoretical physicist. He's studying at Oxford. She goes over for the summer and she finds out not only is Jareth British, he is landed, gentry, titled. His mother is Lady Jareth. And now, so I guess he is Lord Jareth. And he's terribly, terribly
1: snobby. And he's a horrible person. And you know what? I don't like him. I just... I'm sorry. Really? But what's up with Stevie? I feel like she's undergone some kind of personality (laughs) transplant, too. I mean, you know, Stevie Stevie was the one that was always, like, so energetic and enthusiastic. Even she was enthusiastic about that, like, heroin-taking boyfriend she had, you know? The president's son, yeah. (laughs) Right. The president's son. And and then, like, even when she got engaged to Jared, she didn't even know the guy and she was enthusiastic. But now she's like sitting around and drinking beer and she's she's, you know, she's got sort of a sense, some kind of edge about her, you know, that uh, that I don't know what happened to her.
0: Liz, summer is coming up. And you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling uh, and chilling sure. there yes. with your with your butcher box. What what do
2: you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher boxes. What uh, what uh, what I'm recommending? Yeah. Either way, you're just going to buy <laughs> meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that anyway? I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good, and the chicken thighs, all good. I'm
0: ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood – Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code SISTERS to choose your free-for-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day... And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code Sisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Well, maybe she's realized she's 21 and she's really too young to get married. Like she <laughs> Isn't that could even, be it. She's still living in her baron's house for some reason. So, right. uh, I mean, maybe that's safety now that they're having the stalker, which that was not a big storyline this week, which was good. But, um, yeah, so she's got a lot of questions about Jareth. She's like, I can't go live in London. I don't want to live there. It, it seemed fairly short-sighted. It doesn't seem like she loves him very much. I don't know. Oxford. No. Looks like a charming town, but he decides lickety-split that he'll just move to America, give up his inheritance, and ride the bus with Stevie. How long do you think that's going to last? Like, yeah, I saw that
1: scene on the bus. That's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, what? They, neither one of them have jobs, right? No, that's not going to work. Okay. <laughs> I I mean, we've... Musical montage It's like,
0: elected in Angola, first female president, and Jareth rides a bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good luck. Good luck with that. I, I just, I i don't see his appeal, frankly. I just don't get it. I think she could, I think she could find a more interesting guy. So he just... Oh, well, seemed- I
1: thought he was perfectly fine. I thought, but I mean, but something has happened to her. I yeah. think she's just... You know, I, I, maybe she just, she seems like she's depressed. She's, she's certainly more cynical about things and she got knocked down a little by her mother-in-law. Well, you know, come on, you know, bucking up, <laughs> right? Buck up, Stevie. You know, this is her, you know, well, who'd you think you were going to get for your mother-in-law? Okay. So there was was a lot of
0: marriage talk this week, you know, just about, you know, she turned to her father for advice and, um, and, and he had some, just some harsh words about marriage, although then lovely words like this is the greatest journey you'll ever take, but it's a lot of compromise, right? You're going to have a bad mother-in-law that happens, but Mm -hmm. you know, you're starting off. This is, you know, the greatest journey you'll ever take. I don't know. Is that true? Do you think?
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, Leon, it is. Yes, it's it's a journey. Yes. Yes, it is. Because
0: I think one of those Viking cruises would maybe be the best journey I've ever taken. <laughs> I'd just like to go on one of those. Um, so, but I did love the scene uh, right in the beginning when Stevie comes into the bedroom and, you know, it looks like Madam Secretary and uh, Henry the archaeologist are, are going to have some sexy time. And Stevie walks in on them. And first she says, like, oh, gross. And then she asks if Jareth can stay there. And then they realize, oh, it's now what? The bedroom, the bedroom dilemma. I know, I know. They were like all
1: green light. Sure. You know, but uh, they worried about the thin walls and whether or not that. As
0: they should. And the twin bed. And I, you know, of course I'm screaming, you must have a guest room.
1: You're the secretary of state. I I mean, yes, (laughs) she must have. I'm sure she has a very proper guest room. Yeah. Or a basement. Okay. They could just go down in the basement. Right.
0: Yeah. But it was, I think, a discussion many parents have had. That dilemma, you you walk into that dilemma at some point, and you have to make a decision, and then you just have to move on with your lives. But I did appreciate that scene. So in the end, it looks like Jareth is going to stay, although I'm suspicious for how long. It looks like Elizabeth has regrained the trust of the African Bureau, but it looks like Henry... Has lost another agent, and you're right, Julie. That's going to weigh heavy on Henry.
1: It's very heavily, and and then we still have this week. Week we heard that the FBI turned over a 58-page um, report about the hacking What people hacking, but we still ha- they still have not solved that. And we in this preview scenes for next week, we know that the ha- hacking theme and that story is going to come back again. So it's not over yet, Lynn.
0: All right, in our binders full of blouses, um, we, we already talked about the power uh, jumper. That was really yeah. the outfit. I mean, she did have some bathrobe wearing in the beginning, uh, some yeah. nice
1: layers. She's really using grays. She really uses those neutrals beautifully, doesn't she, Julie? She, she looks good, you know, in her at-home uh, attire. Now, Leon, you revealed on this week's Satellite Sister podcast that you're wearing UGG boots around the house to keep your feet warm as yeah. part of your at-home attire. You do not see the Secretary of State doing that, Lian. No, I just either. want you, no, she doesn't. She does so eat I,
0: standing up in the kitchen, though. I like that. <laughs> she does do that. She's just yeah, eating she cold food standing up in the kitchen. Come on, that's real. <laughs>
1: Okay all right uh any any other notes from this week's Madam secretary? No, I think that was very complete i I am worried about Stevie and Jareth uh uh so we'll just have to see what happens there. but uh for me, the big thing was just that they just ramped up that black dog station. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. We do do a weekly podcast every Tuesday. We post that at iTunes and Stitcher and at SatelliteSisters.com. We talk about things other than television. We talk about news. We talk about uh, our lives. We talk about entertainment. We talk about other media. I don't know. We had a very full show this week. Julie, on this week's Satellite Sisters, you did um, 10 things to wear in the winter to make you look younger. So that, that was huge. And then we did a segment on seven words you're probably mispronouncing. And, and guess what?
1: We were mispronouncing at least three of the seven, right, Leanne?
0: Yeah. And then we had our own tips for the newscation. If you just are losing your mind about the election, you're going to want to listen to Satellite Sisters. We have some tips on how to just take a newscation and ride it out till November 9th. That's at a Satellite Sisters podcast. And we also do a recap of Dark as well, the masterpiece PBS drama. All right, Jewel, have a good week. You too, Leanne. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.